From deep inside the Death Star, I'm Chad Beter. And I'm Andrew Richards. And welcome to Defrag Tools, the show that takes you inside Microsoft and inside Windows. So I tried to say that three times in a row and <laughs> fail, so we decided that Chad should just do the intro. I'll just stick to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we are back this week with some fun stuff. You're in the driver's seat? I'm in the driver's seat. Uh, talking about something that just kicked <laughs> our butt for the last hour. System, <laughs> forcing a system crash with the keyboard. Which is ex unbelievably harder than it looks. Well, it's not that hard unless you, that we'll get into it. There's yeah. all kinds of complications. And so we thought, you know, maybe it'd be a good idea to uh, have a show about this because it just took us like an hour to figure out how to do it on this computer. Yeah. And it always takes me an hour. So I want to figure it out once and for all and put it out there for you guys. And so that way you can do it. So first of all, we should talk uh, about why you would want to do this, right? And what's that achieve? So, uh, Essentially, you want to get a memory dump of the system. Typically, this is going to be in a hang type of a situation is when we mostly use it. The black screen situation? Black screen, something's not happening. Um, you know, you want to get a, a, a picture of the state of the system during this bad condition, right? And so you can go look at it with the Windows debugger later. And there's a couple of ways of getting in the system debug check and make a blue screen like running not my fault and sure. killing certain processes. but. If it's not in, not working, right, those things aren't going to really happen, right? Yeah, and, and you know you can always hook up a live kernel debugger and break in and get a dump, but that's obviously even more effort, more rare. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, and especially if it's a remote system, maybe it's not your computer; it's somebody at another site. You know, okay, reproduce that hang, crash the box. Uh, send me the, the crash yeah. dump for analysis, and we can find out what's going on. So, do you set? We're going to set some registry keys at kind of pre-configure this and it requires a reboot. Do you set these keys on your own machines by default? I don't by default, although it wouldn't really be a bad idea, I suppose, if you have a computer that you think you might want to debug this at some point. There's go no harm, go right? and set them, right? I actually do, and ironically, this is why it took us the time, the keys I set didn't work. They were wrong. <laughs> they were yeah. wrong. <laughs> so my default script was no good, but the, right. at least I had the, the intent <laughs> To, yeah. uh, to go there. <laughs> well, we'll put some, some .reg files up on the SharePoint for uh, people to, to look at too, and they can yeah. just go add them to your registry if you want. Yeah. And then you'll always have this configured. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of gotchas, so we, sh we should go through that. So let's go from the start. So let's talk about actually the dump we're collecting first, right? Right. So the first thing is uh, typically the reason to do this kind of manual crash dump is because you've got some app that's hung or in a bad way or some driver that's hung. But for these kinds of situations, you typically want to get a complete memory dump that includes all the user process space of all the processes because maybe you have one app that's hung waiting on some service or something else. So you kind of need a full picture, not just the kernel dump, certainly not just a mini dump. That's useless in this situation. So the, the default is? The default on Windows 10 is automatic dump, which I believe starts out with mini or tries to do a smaller. smaller dump and then maybe if it crashes enough time it maybe it escalates, escalates up. up. But for your, uh, for this kind of scenario you pretty much just want to force it to a, a complete memory dump. There's, there's a new for, uh, size called Active and we'll get Graham in because yeah. uh, he's actually being involved with that. Graham's from years ago you'll notice he happens to be my boss and happened to work with both us before. But we'll get Graham to come and explain what active is because that's a whole new beast. Yeah. But in general, kernel is kernel, Just nothing kernel. to do with applications. Right. Complete is the whole farm. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, there's bounce right there. You've got 96 gig of RAM. It's going to take a while to dump. So if you want your That's machine true. to come up fast... If it's a big server with yeah. a ton of RAM, you, you may not, a complete dump may not be what you want. But yeah. from typical client systems like this, you got four, eight, 16 gigs of RAM, you can do a complete dump and it's, it's manageable. It's kind of analogous to user dumps. Take the full dump if you can, because you're not going to be missing data that may be important. Right. right. So, yeah. so, of course, the place you set that is through the system control panel, which gets harder and harder to find these days on newer versions of Windows. Well, the keyboard shortcut is, is uh, Windows pause. pause, which, unfortunately, there's no pause key on this particular laptop. Or a lot of laptops, <laughs> frankly. Or what? Or a lot or of laptops. A lot of laptops. It's, it really has it's so one of those you, keys that's died. Oh. Yeah, so you can't use that. We, we do have an a external USB keyboard plugged in here, so I can do a Windows pause. And that will bring up on my laptop here, if we go to the screen cap, uh, the, the old system control panel. The other ways you can get to this, um, there's, uh, if you go to my computer uh, in Explorer and right click and say, what is it, properties? Yeah. Um, this PC, sorry. Right click, properties. That gets you there. Yeah. Uh, either way, you're going to want to go to advanced system settings. And, and then advanced tab. Advanced again. <laughs> yeah, advanced tab here. Uh, now, keep in mind, all these settings we're going to, all these registry settings we're going to talk about today require a reboot to take effect. So you have to do all this ahead of time and reboot the machine. Um, so, which is why it's good if this is something you need to do, like just know ahead of time, set yeah. it up. So, uh, first of all, startup and recovery settings. We're going to want to set this debug, uh, write debugging information to complete memory dump. And we may actually get a warning here, depending on my page file size, what we won't. It? Sometimes you will. But what it would tell you is that for a complete memory dump, in order for this to work, your page file on the C drive needs to be the size of your RAM plus a little bit. Yeah. And the reason for that is because that's where the dump first gets written yeah. to. And there's like, like, kind of like a pre-allocated space on disk to kind of have it uh, yeah. reserved. And that extra little bit, that's just the header space required for the actual uh, metadata and stuff like that for the dump file. Exactly. So the, I don't know if I was, you were, while you were talking, I went in here. You go up in here to performance settings, advanced again, <laughs> and uh, in virtual memory change. Now, this one is set to automatically manage, which is the default. And in your case, it just, kind of already happens to Everything be fits. big enough. Because you only have four gigabytes of RAM on this, but yeah. a lot of times this won't be. So what you'll need to do, and we'll do it anyway here, is come in here, set this to custom size. Note that we're pointing at the C drive, and we need to set this to at least four gig. I usually do like an extra 500 meg. Yeah, I do, I do one gig plus. Just one gig plus, whatever. You yeah. 4,500, just... Lock that page file to at least, I suppose you can make the maximum bigger, but you need to yeah. make sure the initial size is at least 4,500. Yeah, what the heck, we'll make it 8, eight gig for the total. Yep. Set that, and again, we should get another warning. Yes, this also requires a reboot to take effect. We won't reboot yet. Well, it's not reboot yet, because there's yet another thing we're going to set. So we've got the size, mm -hmm. we've got the ability to capture a page file big enough for that size. You're going to restart. Um, some of the options were, um, you know, write an event log, turn that on. Yeah. Or make a restart after the crash. It's kind of useful when it crashes and comes back up again. Yep. 
Yeah, that's an option. That on. And then now we're into the how it's going to crash. Now we're talking about what we're talking about here, which is how do we get it to manually crash via a keyboard shortcut. And this is surprisingly confusing uh, to set up. Uh, we have a it was, document. It was fine in it's, the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a recent... It's gotten worse because a lot of keyboards, especially on laptops now, don't have a lot of the keys that you typically use. Yeah. So, so the easiest way to do that, and the way I find, by the way, this, this article is I always just search for crash on control scroll. Where control is the CTRL. CTRL. From, from the if you search for that, the first hit that you're going to get on Bing is this article. Um, and you have to know a couple of things to set this up. First, you have to know whether you're going to use a PS2 keyboard or a USB keyboard. And now you may say, oh, well, everything's USB now. Who uses PS2 anymore? Well, it turns out a lot of laptops still use PS2 internally, as we found out the hard way when we were trying to set it up yeah. on this one. So you can work that out through Device Manager. Device Manager. In fact, we'll go in here and take a look. I did Windows X there uh, to go to the Device Manager. Uh, keyboards. And you'll see, I actually have two, because I've got this yeah. uh, actually, USB. We if we unplug this USB one, we'll, we'll see that. Disappear. Well, interesting. There's still a head keyboard device. Showing so that's up. probably, <laughs> that might be, yeah. I wonder if that's associated with some of the, the uh, special keys for volume up, volume down, and stuff like that. Yeah, there may be some virtual thing on here. But it turns out that the, the built-in keyboard on this uh, uh, particular laptop is actually a PS2. Uh, style keyboard. That's that old purple connector, five pins. Yeah, which um, are mostly obsolete, um, but still used sort of internally for the wiring on a yeah. lot of laptops. Um, so I'll go ahead and plug that back in. So you, first of all, you got to know which keyboard you're going to use because it, it uh, changes which, where you're setting these registry values. So the easiest thing to do is to set this value crash on control scroll, which is what I actually queried on. Um, and and this, set it on both. And set it on both. <laughs> yes. So there's one here where you have to go to I8042PRT in the registry, which, which is, is the sort of internal name for that style of PS, PS2. PS2 keyboard port. 8042 Intel controller port. Yep. An old yeah. thing of x86 which and all that things. Which you know, is what they 8086, used to use. well, that's the name of the chip that ran the, uh, the PS2 keyboard, an 8042 8042 chip. Was, the, was the interface for yeah. those PS2s. And I is Intel. Yeah, and then uh, the other one is KBD HID, which is sort of HID is the standard for USB. Um, yeah. Human interface Miami. device. Yeah, human interface device. So let's go ahead and, and take a look in, in the registry here. Um, so I've got, we've actually already added these. This will not be here by default. You have to add this value as a, you go new, D word, D -word and you'd have to add crash on control scroll. Um, so that one that. only applies to the... Um, this PS2. one is under I8042PRT. The other one is going to be down here under keyboard head, parameters, and crash on control scroll. So that's great, right? Set it up. Well, it turns out this laptop... Reboot. reboot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. Reboot to take effect. And then that would work. But the problem is, like, as we were mentioning, not all keyboards have a scroll lock. The way this, this default setting works with crash on control scroll is, I believe, it's the right yes. control key. You hold down the right control key and hit scroll lock 
twice. Holding control. Well, holding control. And then it will blue screen the box with our lovely blue so screen can, of we death. we can do that. So if we, we can do it because we have this, this we have, USB keyboard plug in. So this a, is actually a, a thing you can take do. take a tight shot here. If you don't want to mess with this other stuff we'll get to later, you can just do plug in a USB keyboard that so, has a scroll lock. So let's say, let's say you've actually set the key and didn't realize that the keyboard didn't have a scroll lock. Right. Yeah, and the system's hung. Fingers crossed, you can plug in the USB keyboard, it's recognized, and then you can hold down the disc. Uh, right control. Disc right control, and then scroll, scroll lock up here. Twice. Let's do it and see if I, if I blue screen. And then the. Oh, yeah, it did. And we actually get, interestingly enough, a green screen of death. <laughs> rather than blue, and, and do you I know think why? that's because we're on a, a pre-release build. We are right? on a Windows Insider build, so you get yeah. the green screen of death for Windows Insiders, and you get the blue screen for uh, release builds. Yeah. So um, while we're waiting for that to reboot and doing its thing, it's currently it's it's away. counting up. It's fifty percent, sixty percent. It's writing out the memory dump. Remember, it's writing a, a, a complete dump. Um, well, actually, use was set to automatic, but no, I think it's complete before I. Read it was it. set to yeah. complete, so it's doing a complete dump, which in this case, four gigs of RAM will get a four gigabyte memory dump yep. file, and then it'll be in C Windows memory. C Windows memory.dmp. So while that's rebooting, let's talk about keyboards, all right? And particularly, obviously, uh, scroll lock's the one that's missing, which is the one here in the middle. Um, it's un yeah, it's unplugged right now. Um, Windows pause over here was the uh, the way of getting to. Um, uh, the system the thing. System Personally, I also like it because this is where control break is to break into the debugger. Ah, yes. Yeah, so same. it's the other key which is missing on the keyboard, mm. and that's the one reason I don't like debugging on that laptop is because there's no uh, break key. Mm. Um, you'll note, and I didn't know this until Chad just pointed this out, and we'll talk about this book in a sec. There is a home key here, but there's also a home key on the uh, so on the numpad. Right. Right. They are different keys because, you know, obviously you need to scan it. So right. it, um, one of the common uh, ways that people talk about um, uh, dumping is change it to the home key. Yeah. And uh, people call it crash on, uh, on home home. Yeah. But we had a hard time working out what the home key actually was on my laptop. Right, and because it's not a big 101 key, it's it's a different style of key. And you might want to explain how how you kind of got to this realization for us, which I never knew. Yeah, yeah. So this is a classic ancient book. Some of you old timers who watch the show may actually remember the Peter Norton Pink Book, published by Pink Shirt Book, I should say. Do I remember correctly that he was actually from the Seattle area? I don't know. I believe he was. He was a famous kind of uh, computer guy in the early days of PCs because he wrote a lot of these kind of books. He had the Norton Utilities which is kind Tool of Suite, which is like the predecessor to Sys Internals, yeah. right? Back in the DOS days, there yeah. was the Norton Utilities. Yeah. Um, but I kind of keep this book on my shelf for years and years now because even though most of it's obsolete now, I mean, it's the IBM PC and PS2, but Every once in a while, there's just low-level stuff that's legacy that's still in here. And the reason I brought it today is because I knew we were going to try to redo this. So if you don't have a control scroll lock on your keyboard and you really need to reassign these keys, well, you kind of have to work out what the keyboard scan codes are. Yeah. And it turns out there's a picture in this book of 
the, maybe. Yeah, I don't know if you can see this. We'll put a picture of it we'll, up we'll, later. We'll print screen it. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually a, a nice diagram in here of an AT101 style keyboard like this. This might be a 102. Uh, yeah. Because it might have one in one yeah, they keep, yeah, but it's backwards compatible. So, and it lists what is the key scan code for each key on the keyboard. And you'll notice that the, the home key on the numpad is different from the home key that's the standalone home yeah. key. So, so what I like to do... So the key and scan code are different things though, right? Yes. So there's, there's oh, and then there's also the ASCII key value. So yeah. there's this whole it's, it's very confusing. balance weird thing going on. The key has a number, but two keys may resolve in the same ASCII character because they mean the same thing. Exactly. So there's a, am I scanning the keyboard or am I actually achieving an ASCII table? And those two aren't related, which is where come some of our investigation time was lost. And it gets even a little more confusing, too. The way that this works, if you look at the article here, is it'll tell you if you want to redefine this control scroll lock to some other key, because maybe you don't have a scroll lock key, you can do it this way. So there's two different uh, registry values or registry keys, again, depending on whether it's a uh, uh, a PS2 style or a USB keyboard. Now this can get a little confusing, so stick with me here. What you have to do is you go set this crash dump key, and then you create two values in it. One is called dump one keys, plural, and the second one is called dump two key, singular. Now dump one keys is a bit mask, so for example if I want to use the left, it's the first sort of modifier you have to hold yeah. down. So left control would be hex 20. If I really wanted to get fancy, I could do left control and left alt. I could add those together, right? Put hex 60. So but let's try to keep so this it. this is analogous to the control scroll scroll lock metaphor where you hold down one particular key to start the sequence. And then hit and another then one twice. And then another key to hit twice. Yes. The control scroll scroll one is the right Control it is right, so it would be actually two if two. you want to keep it on. But you'll find out a lot of people tend to want to use the left control because mm -hmm. it's a long way away from the other side of the keyboard, and you, and don't, accidentally. you, you don't get an accidental <laughs> hand on the keyboard just happen to be touching yeah. the, the two keys. Yeah. It's a more deliberate um, action. Right. So right. Uh, let's use. Uh, let's talk about. We'll say we are going to use left control. So, so let's 20. use left control. So that'd be twenty, and then you have to figure out the dump two key. Well, this gets a lot more complicated than you would think because what you're setting here is an index into the scan code table. So you might think dump two key, you go look up in something like this book, what's the keyboard scan code for the key you want? That's what I assumed. Yeah. And you put that in there and then it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, what you're actually doing is you're saying how far into this table do you want it to go? So it turns out what I like to do so this, and this is per this, keyboard too, This right? is different, yeah, it could yeah. be different for, for keyboards. So what Standardization I... Standardization means kind of it's probably going to be this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. One, a one-on-one keyboard is kind of the standard. One-on-one keyboard is kind of the standard. Yeah. Um, so it can get a little confusing. Now, second gotcha that we ran into, if you're going to set the dump one keys and dump two key value, you have to go delete the crash on control scroll value that we set earlier because it will override these and you'll still be stuck using crash on control scroll, which if you're setting this, you presumably don't have. Yeah. So what you got to do 
it's, it's an either or thing. You're either setting crash and control scroll or you're setting dump one keys and dump crash on keys. two <laughs> key. Yeah. Right. Um, so and let's, there's a third um, one we'll get to, which is a crash on NMI. Yeah, well, that's, that's even yeah, something else. So I'm going to go back in here. I'm going to set this on my internal key keyboard, which, uh, as we determined earlier, is an I8042 port. So I have to go delete crash on control scroll because I'm going to set this instead. And I have to set under I8042 port. Use the reg files faster. Yeah, we'll <laughs> just use the reg file. Where is it? Um, see my. We set up a, we, we exported a reg file. Scripts. Scripts. So we have a key, uh, a uh, script here, crash on left control tilde tilde, which we tested and it works. And let's look at what it is. So what it is, is it's setting up dump one keys is 20, which we discovered is left control. Dump two key is one. Now, and why did we do that? Why did we do that? Why one? Well, it turns out, if you look in your fancy Peter Norton, or you can probably look this up on the web, but good luck finding the, the right table. The tilde key, or the back apostrophe grave key. The top left key. Top left <laughs> key on a keyboard below the escape key, typically. This backwards quote key is scan code 29 hex. Well, if we look at our table here, scan code 29 is the second thing in the table. The table starts at zero, so the second value in here is one. So bless it, we don't have to count so the table. So we don't put 29 in. It makes it easy. You don't have to put 29 here. You put one. According to the table, that is scan code 29, which we know is the tilde key. Yeah. And now there's some keys where their scan code isn't a single digit. Yeah, they're like dual, they, it's two byte scan codes. And so we didn't we couldn't find them in the table. It got confusing. Right. So, I like to use this tilde key because it's the first thing in the table. It's a key you don't use all that often anyway. Uh, it's on every keyboard that I've ever seen. And, and you know what I like about it? Yeah. Control scroll scroll. I can do it with one hand on the right hand side. Mm. Control left control sort of sort of. I can do it with one hand on the left hand side. That's right. <laughs> so let's go ahead Living and dangerously. <laughs> let's merge this in to my registry. Yes. It's been added. Let's go look. So now we have this crash dump thing with those things. Dump one keys and dump two key. I've deleted and the, the crash on control scroll, which and is important. Parameters. Yeah. It, it, under parameters, yes, it's under parameters. I've deleted that under parameters. I'm going to go do this on the, um, the KBD HID, if I can find it. KBD HID. Again, we've added, oh, this one's, dump. Yeah. yeah, same thing. So, same keyboard sequence there. And under parameters, I'm going to delete crash and control scroll. Now, if everything works great, I should now be able to reboot and uh, control tilde tilde should do it. So yeah. let's, do, let's go ahead and reboot this. Actually, oh, sorry. I was going to say, uh, interest. Just, oh, it's just, not working Just now. proving the point. No, it doesn't not, work now. Takes not, a reboot. Takes a reboot. Takes a reboot. So we'll go ahead and let that restart. At a point? Oh, maybe quite fast. Yeah, maybe fast. Boot this thing back up. Now, remember, I've set that both for uh, USB and internal uh, PS2 keyboard, so I can use either this attached, mm. 
USB keyboard I plug in, or I can use the internal. So uh, let's see, was it right control, left right. control? Left control, tilde, oh, yeah. what's going on? It's yeah, like okay, left control, tilde, tilde. Bam, look at that. And yeah, it should be on the screen cap too, but there you go. No, it doesn't screen cap. Doesn't, it doesn't do the screen cap. But it's a green. You can see green screen of death. Manually initiated dump. Yes, and the dump type is a bug check E2, I think. Yeah. Manually initiated crash. Which Bang Analyze is terrible at analyzing. I'm Bang Analyze will look at it and go, it looks like the root cause of this crash is that somebody did it on purpose. Yeah. So that's not so doesn't, so doesn't do any so. uh, in-depth analysis. Exactly. So that's uh, doing this with the keyboard. So there's a few gotchas. You got to know whether you're doing USB or, or uh, PS2. Yeah. You got to know whether you're going to do crash and control scroll lock, in which case you use that crash and control scroll registry. If you want to manually set your own key codes, it's a little complicated to figure out, but we'll put up some reg files to, to demo that. Particularly tilde, because it's a beautifully tilde easy is, one to explain. Tilde is an easy one to use. Um, and remember, if you're using that, you don't also use crash and control scroll because they are mutually exclusive. Or actually not exclusive. Crash and control scroll will override this. And you'll still be stuck using crash on control scroll and it will ignore your custom keys. And the last one is, and we should talk about, um, is crash on NMI. So, yes. let's uh, take a step back. Why would I prefer PS2 over a USB? And then the next step is NMI. It comes down to the interrupt level, and we've talked about interrupts at some point. Yeah, yeah. Roughly, it's, the, it's how much escalation in the, in the hardware something's gonna go on. The PS2 keyboard, is mapped at an interrupt level really, really, really high in the interrupt table. And on x86, which is getting rarer, I believe it's number 30 out of 31. Or it's a very, very high number. Mm -hmm. Because of the dynamic allocation of the PCI bus, the USB controller may be anywhere from down in the ones and twos, or two and threes, up to a high number. On, X6, on x64, uh, there's only 15 levels. On x86, there's 32 levels, or 16 versus 32. So the USB keyboard may not actually catch the crash. So if you've got something like an IPI issue going on, which is a very, very high level interrupt to do with memory manager, the actual physical memory chips, this guy's interrupt level is below that. Right. And so it will never get CPU time, which means it never gets, it never kicks in. Right. So the PS2 has a higher chance. I personally still run PS2 keyboards on all mm. my machines because A, I'm old, <laughs> and B, for this reason. So I have a higher chance of, of getting a crash. Yeah. The highest one is non-maskable interrupt, NMI. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the see my scripts folder, it's got the script. Um, right. It is at the highest level. By definition, it is non-maskable. You cannot stop this. And so you can buy NMI cards, so they tend to be a cost of fortune, um, you know, $100 for a tiny piece of switch. Yeah. But um, adding this key, and this is a, 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 a orthogonal to the other keys, it doesn't affect the keystrokes, right. will say, if I get an NMI, I will take a dump file. Yep. Um, so from a, if you really have a situation where things are getting bad and you have a, a desktop box, you can get these NMI cards, plug them in, it's yep. got a button on the back, you press the button, you've caused the NMI, yeah. and off you go. Servers very commonly have this built in. It's an enterprise level feature. Yep. And it tends to be a little blue button on mm -hmm. the back of the server rack. Yep. So you walk up to a server, press the NMI button, and you've achieved that. If you have this registry key set. If you have the registry key set. Yes. So uh, yeah, there's, there's, 
the uh, question control scroll or uh, question tilde tilde, for example, approach mm -hmm. at the PS2 and USB levels, and then you can go to the big guns of right. an NMI, and I'll hopefully find a card and take a photo, and we'll add it in, in the show notes. Yeah, I think I have an old like PCI one. I don't know if I have a PCI Express card uh, yeah. NMI, but I think they do exist. I think, yeah, they're um, very hard to find, and yeah, usually people have yeah. made very limited runs, so they. It's a pretty specialty item, but on servers yeah. you see this used more often because, like you say, they they may even have an NMI button. Fun. Yeah. Uh, right on the server. It tends to glow blue, the ones I've seen in the past. Right. So, um, yes, yeah, that's, the, that's the so quickly nuclear um, option. <laughs> yeah, that's the nuclear option. If, not, if the server is hung at such a low interrupt level that nothing else will break in, um, your, your options are NMI or, or potentially a live kernel debug, which is also a pretty high level. Interrupt. Yeah, it's pretty high, but I think NMI still gets NMI is still, I think, even higher. higher than live kernel debug. Um, so uh, here's the memory dump that we just uh, saved by uh, using our Annoyingly, control. Annoyingly, if you tilde, try to tilde. open that, you'll get access denied. Oh, because so, it's in the Windows folder. I hate right? that. So you actually need to right-click. You get to copy it out. Oh, no, even that, you'll copy the security. You need to go to properties. Properties. Even if you move it, it um, yeah, security. Advanced, continue, everyone, all system administrators. Actually, you need to add everyone. The ACL on it's kind of weird. Select principal at the top. If you copy it, I think it should, it should, it should. Uh, uh, what how you copy it? Oh, if we copy it to a, another folder. It, without the ACL. Without the, without the ACL. If yeah. you move it to another folder, it will retain the ACL. Yes. But I believe if you copy it. So if we just go to, do you have like a dumps? Dump. Oops. Yeah. Ah, Put an S on it. Dumps. If we paste it in here. Oh, look, my uh, fingerprint reader is still crashing. We had the episode about that. Mm. Never found a driver. <laughs> so every time I try to log in with my fingerprint, it crashes the... Uh, one thing while this is copying to point out, if you have a, a remote user or who is, or you need to send one of these complete memory dumps to somebody, remember it's the full size of RAM. On this it's only 4 gig, but they can get big. But they zip very, very well. Mm. So please, if, you, if somebody at Microsoft asks you to send me a memory dump and it's a complete dump, don't send me the whole 8 gig or 16. Yeah. Zip it first. Yeah. It, it'll be much easier on everybody. Um, also, you'll notice that I always um, compress the dump folder. I do too. Yeah, because yeah, you save compression. a lot of disk space using NTFS compression on your dumps folder. So, so here's the memory dump. Um, and uh, Just you do will a bang see analyze bang minus analyze. show, S H O W. Yep. And Manually it will tell you the, the very basic header of what's going on. If you try to do a bang analyze minus V, it, it's going to give you a. It kind of, it's useless. Yeah. Because. We don't do analysis. There was really no analysis for it. I mean, it's, it, there was really nothing wrong. There's nothing to analyze. You just yeah. manually crash the box. Yeah, we don't have a, we don't mm -hmm. have a hang, uh, kernel hang analysis oh, engine in bang analysis. We don't have symbols here. But anyway, trust me, uh, you could try it. It's, Manual, oh, here it is. Blame. Blame, yeah. Uh, the follow up. At least follow up with the machine owner to find out why this crashed. Why did you do that? Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, we've, I think we've done some shows a little bit more on like how to analyze uh, hangs in, in the debugger. So that's where you kind of have to do a little more. Yeah, that's escalation. A little more. Uh, if you do a K, you'll see actually the physical driver yeah. receiving an interrupt. To yeah. call bug check. Yep. Which doesn't yeah. Really help. yeah, it doesn't really help you. It says, uh -huh. oh, look, the A8042 port driver with PS2 keyboard driver initiated a crash dump. So. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, uh, so that is generating in crash dump. It's a little bit confusing. Uh, some of the registry keys can be a, a little bit opaque and confusing. Like we say with, yeah. to demo this, it took us like 45 minutes or an hour before we finally got it working because, you know, oh, it's a USB. Oh, it's a PS2 keyboard. Oh, I had this set and that uh, overrides this. So it, hopefully we've eliminated a little of the mystique here and uh, <laughs> you can yeah. follow it and we'll put those reg files up on our SharePoint. You know, I'm even tempted to write a blog post on this one. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, yeah. It might be more I mean, we got that article, but yeah. I look at that article, I still get confused. There's sometimes. a big difference between an article and just give me a reg file. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So cool. All right. As always, put your comments and questions below. Email us at defragtools at microsoft.com and we will see you next time. Thanks for watching.